Hey, welcome back to Figuring Out Forever, a podcast hosted by Shannon Johnson. Big news, this is episode number 25, podcast episode number 25. What a time we've had. I started this podcast podcast out called Figuring Out the 40s, and my good friend, my neighbor, was like, well, what are you going to do when you get past the 40s? Uh, I guess I wasn't thinking about that. So I changed the name to Figuring Out Forever, and we touch on all things all things that are important to me, all things that I think are important to people like me. Um, And if you're just now listening to our podcast, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I am a 43-year-old wife and mother of two daughters, a recent high school graduate, shout out to my oldest, and also a recent fifth grade move up because they're not graduation job people be saying fifth grade eighth grade graduation you get a few graduations in life i'll give kindergarten okay i'm a public school educator by the way i'll give a kindergarten graduation we have high school and then we have continuing ed so that can be a trade school um an associate's degree bachelor's and so on but these fifth and eighth grade and their move up ceremonies just call them what they are they're not graduations I understand why we do that because we want to celebrate all these milestones and I've taught in urban schools and I remember the time I had a principal say that we were going to have a really big eighth grade graduation because according to statistics for about 35 to 40 percent of our population that would be the last ceremony or that they would have so he wanted to call it a graduation and you know and then to encourage them to keep going but let's call it what it is it's a move-up ceremony so Um, Yeah, so I've been in education for almost 20 years. Uh, I am a Southern girl that was raised in the North. So my family originated from Nashville, Tennessee. Both of my parents born and raised. And my father was in the Air Force, made a career out of it. And we ended up in Delaware. And I live in Maryland now, really close to Delaware. So that's a little bit about me. I sing. I've been a music teacher for... ever um no like 18 years and this year i've been doing virtual special education teacher because music teachers got to be certified and other things because the arts are the first things to be cut out i have a dog i'm an only child i lost my mother who i did not realize was as much of an integral part of my life honestly until she passed away this past january I'm an only child, so of course she was very important to my life. But you know, being an adult, sometimes you um, you think that you don't realize how much you rely on people, I think, until they aren't here for you to rely on them. And so I'm definitely going through the grieving phase. I, You know, I'm like everybody, like I like to think I'm a strong person because I'm an only child. And I feel like for the most part, only children are strong. Um, but this is unlike anything I've ever experienced. But I, My faith is holding me. My faith is keeping me um, solid and unshakable. And Jesus is real. And I'm glad I knew him before this because who do I need him? So my father's here. My grandmother's still here. She's 93, my mom's mom. So that's a whole lot about my life in a little bit of time. Um, I don't live close to my biological family. They're kind of spread out. So my friends have become my family. 
Um, I also joined Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated um, just a, a month ago. Shout out, it's our first month anniversary, And I am the proud legacy of my mother who was the legacy of her grandmother. And pink and green runs all through my family. So I'm so excited. So that's me, episode 25. A lot has gone on from episode one until now. And I'm still standing, yeah. Some kind of way, Jesus kept us standing. But today's podcast is about um, a topic that, man, I would say every black person knows about it, especially if you have Southern roots. And I was going to have some guests on because I am going to try to get a lot more guests. But people act like they're busy, especially in the summertime. And so when something comes to mind, I'm like, I'm just going to run with it. And so today's topic is drum roll code switching code switching all right code like if you're coding on the computer code switching now you might have heard the term before you might not have heard the term before so i'm going to give you a brief background on what code switching is code switching is when you're talking to your friends you're talking to your family I'm only going to speak from the African-American experience because I speak on what I know and we talk and we have our own slang and then somebody calls and you say, oh, hello, yes, how are you? That's code switching. You're switching your voice. You're trying to present yourself in another way and there's reasons for that. But um, I'm all too familiar with code switching. Again, so I told you guys, my family comes from the South and so... um. I come from a, a average middle-class Southern family, but my grandmother, who is 93, is the queen of code switching. My grandmother can be talking just as Southern and country and feel like she needs to put on some airs and she changes her dialect. It's no more like Southern. It's, it's very, um, I would say, proper. That's what we used to call it. And so you think back on it, right? And mind you, so I'm thinking 50, 60, maybe 70 years ago, it was necessary. But it's crazy to think that even in my generation, kids still code switch, adults still code switch. It's something that's not even necessarily taught. Now, something I've gathered, and I don't know if it's just my opinion or if it's factual. So when I look at the generations and I see the code switching, I was very aware my mom would do that and my grandmother. I feel like my generation, um, we don't do that as much. Now, my own take and this is just shannon's opinion is it because as we progress number one the lines become more blurred as far as you know what used to be called like the king's english or grammatically correct or the fact that the word ebonics itself is in the dictionary now so slang is slang you know you hear people saying oh they trying to talk black what is that i mean we do have a different tone and timbre to our voice but ain't no such thing as talking black or talking white so is it that or is it the fact that um, African-Americans right now are the, the fastest growing population of people who are getting secondary education or hiring it, um, higher ed, sorry. So if that's associate's degrees, college degrees, is it that and we feel more confident in ourselves? Like, what is it? Because when I think of code switching, I think that maybe they did that because they did not feel like they were, as, I don't want to say as smart. But I feel like maybe because they were such second class citizens and treated as such, especially in the South back then, that they had to do something to, to feel like they were of value. So is it because now we're living in a society in a gener generation where you have more African-Americans who are not even educated because 
Trust me when I say a degree does not define you. You got people without degrees who are extremely wealthy. So is it the fact that we're more confident in us that we don't feel the need to code switch? Or is it the fact that it's not as necessary? Now, please don't think I'm saying racism does not exist and systemic racism does not exist because that definitely is not the case. Um, It definitely in 2022 still exists. But the code switching thing, um, I don't feel the need for it. But again, I feel like when you go down south, you hear it and you see it more often, even in people in their 30s and 40s who, you know, we're all considered like young adults. You still see it. And so it just makes me think that as much as we would like to say we progressed, have we really progressed when you feel the need to code switch? Think about the next time somebody calls you and you don't recognize the number, how you change your voice. If you're more Southern, how you try to change your dialect. Think about that. That means that something about you is not confident or comfortable with how you present yourself and you're trying to change it. Now, also understand this. It is still harder for black people to get business loans and home loans and to boost their credit score, to move up in corporate America, to make the same dollar amount as their white counterparts. All of that is still true. So is that why we feel the need to code switch? I don't know. But I want to hear from you. Let me know what you think about it. Let me know. Do you do that and you're not even aware that you're code switching? Are you aware that you code switch? Do you do that so you can keep your job or be seen as respectful or um, of the same caliber? Like, what is the reason for it? Do you code switch because you feel like if you're too relaxed, you might say crazy things? Listen, I'm a pretty, I I would like to think I'm a pretty open and honest and relaxed person. Sorry, guys, I got allergies. I think that's why I even enjoy doing a podcast because I feel like for the most part, what you get is what you get from me. Um, I talk about race and relationships and finances or whatever. If you start a conversation, Shannon will jump in and give her opinion if invited. I mean, I have couth and decorum. You know, I'm not going to just jump in and say crazy stuff. But if you open up and you want an honest dialogue, I feel like I'm willing to give and um, engage in honest dialogue with whomever. So... You know, for me, like I said, I, I don't see the need to code switch. I don't teach that to my kids. I don't never switch my voice and hello and mm 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 mm. I just don't. How I speak is how I speak. Um, I'm definitely gonna jack up some some grammar because I'm human. I'm American. That's what we do. That's what us Americans do. Um, so let me know what you think about it. Why are we still doing this in 2022? Why are we not feeling enough? valued enough and validated enough to do that you know and it's not just us that does that people of different ethnic backgrounds i've heard people say people who speak spanish people who speak mandarin or other languages uh people who are from africa with their dialects they definitely try to fit in in america and have um a a more native accent and mind you our accent so if you ever really study dialects and things like that You get somebody from Boston down to Texas, over to California, and then the Midwest, you're going to have like all different dialects. They're going to say the same word different ways. You know, we say soda up here. Out west, they say soda pop. Down south, they say cold drink. You know, that's what we do. Those are our dialects. But the fact that people still feel the need to change it means, oh, I, we got work to do. We got a lot of work to do. So I hope that you enjoyed my podcast episode number 25. Boop, boop, boop. We've been doing this for a minute. I hope you're enjoying them. Please like, please share, please comment. And I will see you later. Have a good one.